0: Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We are still in Game Week 33. Jake just finished pouting while he was watching the Arsenal-Everton game. And we have one more match coming tomorrow, but as usual, we're recording on Sunday morning so that we can accommodate Jake's wonderful work schedule. Both the hosts are a bit tired at the moment. We've had uh, long days and long nights, but we're bringing another pod. To the FPL community. We're excited about it. We're trying to have good attitudes. Jake, how are you, buddy?
1: Uh, disappointed, as usual. But, I mean, I guess I'm in as good of a place I can be after that uh, terrible game that I just watched. So, you know, happy to pod. I finally looked at my team for the first time this week, which was also kind of disappointing. So I think disappointed is a fair way to, to explain it.
0: This... Kind of, this Blank Game Week 33 is kind of like a, I feel, though it's like a forgotten game week. Like something that I, I mean, I I definitely planned for it, but now that it's here, especially with the craziness of the last double, I really feel like I haven't checked my team much. I haven't really been like checking the scores as much or watching the matches. I've been kind of busy this weekend. Uh, So it feels a little bit like a forgotten game week.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't think anyone really cares much about the teams I, I guess I shouldn't say that who who knows but unless you uh, did a free hit or wild carded I feel like you're not going to have done really well this week it just is a lot of players for the most part that unless you were taking hits to get them in they're not really going to be on your team too consistently um but also some interesting players who have now consistently done well a few weeks in a row uh mostly looking at Leicester in in my opinion like Vardy, uh Tielemans, Maddow. They've consistently done pretty well under Brendan Rodgers, which is kind of interesting to me.
0: Yeah, we have a question on that a little bit later in the pod. So I think we'll we'll hold getting into too deep into that, but uh yeah, you're definitely right. I mean, um well oh. I got a dog barking now. Nice. Uh but we've got uh we've got a situation where if you had Vardy, you're basically good to go. Uh, and that was that was the only player really that flew this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I don't think I had a goal. I still refuse to have selected Gaita in my team, even though he just consistently has been dominating. Oh, that dog is really angry. Very angry
0: yeah it's it's my sister's dog, and she sees somebody outside, mm-hmm. and so she's really wound up, yeah, um, it's just not great. It's really obnoxious <laughs> is what it is, yeah, I can hardly think of what I want to say next because she's barking so loud, yeah,
1: that's good, That's good, yeah, but i I still I mean, I don't know why I keep selecting Keo when Gaita keeps getting clean sheets and bonuses. Um, but yeah, no, no goals for me. I think my only return right now is an assist from Pereira in the Leicester game. So that's good sure. the The only bright spot is I have three Chelsea players, uh, and I still have my captain armband on hazard, which I'm, I'm glad we both did this week. I mean, it would have been nice to captain Vardy. I really took a long look at Vardy, but I couldn't fit him in unless I took two hits, which, which kind of, I mean, that that's really not worth it in my opinion, you're just not expecting two goal returns. It just seems too risky to me.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. Well, let's, we'll, we'll get into like our team specifically in in a minute here. Um, But we have like kind of a big picture question. I think it's a good time to ask it and and discuss it. Uh, And Marvin the Gooner wrote it in and he said, now that the major blanks are out of the way, what do you guys consider success in regards to chip strategy? Or is it still too early with double game week 35 left? So, you know, we spent all this time talking about and planning and um, trying to figure out when we're going to drop our chips and how how to play it best and how to maximize players and and we really did spend so much time talking about it on the pod and thinking about it in general. Uh, so how do we? I guess how do we how do we evaluate that success? Was it the right strategy? Was it the wrong strategy? Are we are we looking for giant jumps in rank? Um, It's a good question because I often think that most years we kind of we sit and we we make these plans and then it's done and the end of the season is kind of upon us and we're just trying to like we're just trying to get through the end of the season. We don't really have a moment to reflect on whether the strategy was effective or not. So I guess I'm going to propose this to you, Jake. Like what types of things are we looking at to see if our strategy or our approach was the right one?
1: Uh, I mean, to me, it is hard to evaluate. But for the most part, I was just looking at Green Arrows because I feel like if you're in the top of the table, like you're doing okay, you're in the couple top thousands. Everyone there is still playing. Uh, If you're getting Green Arrow after Green Arrow, then you know you're doing it right. But I would say it's a little bit too early. I mean, most of us haven't played at least one chip or two even yet. So I think that, I think it's a little bit unfair to say, oh yeah, I did well. I mean, it could still go terribly if you were like me and a uh, wild
0: early, who knows? Yeah. It, um, when you look at, if you go to your game week history right now, Jake, mm-hmm. and you kind of look like over, you know, so we're, we're technically we're in game week 33 right now. It's almost done. How far back would you be looking in terms of number of game weeks? Um, to kind of see like how your or whether or not your end of your strategy was successful
1: um yeah that's a good question I guess I would have to look back to see when I played my wild card um, and kind of go off of that but probably like the last from what what is it game week 34 this week 33 yeah maybe from like game week 25 and on I would say for me yeah. or 27 and on
0: yeah, I think for me that's about where I would fall as well because that's when I really was starting to pay attention to and think about my my end-of-year strategy. I'd probably say like maybe game week 24, game week... Yeah, maybe 24, so roughly like a 10-game week back look uh, at, at kind of how things were, were going. And when I look at that and I look at my, my green and red arrows, I mean, I've been like mostly stagnant for... Oof. I mean, I'm looking back. Yeah, I've been in the top 10k for like most of the season. So I broke into the top 10k in game week eight. And I've kind of like gone up and down. I was once in game week 12, I was out of the top 10k. And outside of that, I've been in the top 10k the whole year. So like, I've hardly moved at all. It's been like... Oh, I'm at seven thousand. Then I'm, I'm—I mean, I got down to five hundred at one point, uh, or actually four hundred something at one point, and then I got up to eight thousand. Then I'm back down to five thousand, and so it's a little bit tough. Um, I definitely have not seen any big jumps in rank from my chip strategy. Yeah, and, and it's, I don't know—it's
1: harder for you though because you're so right. far up the
0: table. Right, and so that's what I was just going to say. Like, I do think it's a little bit different for everybody. You know, for me. When you're when you're really high in the table, I do think that one or two differentials every week is what is what moves you, right? And everybody's teams are very similar at this point, so like it's only one or two players on every team that are a bit different, um, and so if you hit those players and you let's say you cap them or whatever, then you're going to move a lot of rank. Um, and, and so, everybody also, I feel like, is kind of using similar chip strategies on this end of the table as well.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, looking at me, so I, I do think the wild card early, at least for me, and I've actually seen a few other teams where I feel like this has worked for. I played it in game week 21 a little bit earlier than I even thought. At that time, I was ranked 672,000. Uh, the week before that, I was 650,000, so pretty pretty static there. And then I have moved all the way up to... I Last week, I was 201,000 overall. Yeah,
0: so, so you've moved 400,000 places.
1: Correct, ever since I played that. And this week, I, right now, I'm sitting on a red arrow, but I have a feeling if Hazard gets me at least... We'll just say a goal. I think if he gets me a goal, I'm definitely gonna green arrow with the captain armband on him. And if Chelsea clean sheets, I'll probably actually fly this week.
0: So I normally I normally hate on you for everything, but uh, that that is pretty incredible. Four hundred thousand places to move at that point in the season. I mean, I know that it's off the wild card, but um, it's pretty incredible. It's a lot of places to move. It was funny. Uh, one or two people were talking on Twitter about how they looked at your overall score and your overall rank and that that you're beating them now like people that follow our podcast that you're beating them and they were kind of laughing about it like I, that cuz they didn't take minus 80s and you did.
1: Yeah. I mean, who knows? It might not work out every season, but it's something to consider for premier FPL seasons moving forward that maybe the early wild card isn't the worst thing in the world. It, it, it depends, right? Like if your team is more like yours where it's consistently doing very well, I, I feel like it's not going to gain you as much. But I, I guess I was considering I was red arrowing, red arrowing. I, I just needed to, to switch out seven or eight guys at least. You know, the easiest way to do that, just just hit your wild card early.
0: Yeah, I, I think the moral of the story maybe here is, and then we can move on to the next topic. But the moral of the story here is that the strategy should not be set in stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, and and number two, um, the measure of success is going to be very different for different players depending on where you are on the table. So if you're if you're not doing so great, if you're having a rough year, uh, the measure of success really should be straight up green arrows. Uh, if you're if you're doing very well, let's say you're in the top ten or twenty k, you know, you still want to get green arrows, but those green arrows are not going to be as significant, not as big, and you're probably going to just hope to kind of like keep relatively level and make some incremental gains going forward because a lot of managers are using uh, the same strategies Mm -hmm. i agree that's a good way to sum it up yeah i mean everything i say makes sense and Mm -hmm. things that you say are don't really yeah questionable to say the least Yeah, uh let's talk about our teams a little bit i know we started the pot off like that but uh how was your game week otherwise i mean I mean, you just told us that you're currently kind of on a little red, uh, but you still have all these Chelsea players to go. So a quick breakdown, score, game week rank, where yeah, you
1: at? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me get back to my team. Um, I have 23 points on the week, which is pretty terrible. Again, only a clean sheet by uh, Juan Basaka and an assist by Pereira uh everyone else got me two and one points I, the liverpool game is what really killed me right like solid scores that hurt uh pretty crazy goal by him i don't know if you saw it i just felt like yeah. it was totally against the run of play it was a great counter and it was a great finish by him like kudos but he did not look like scoring the entire match i wasn't even scared until that happened um and then Whatever. Bertrand decided not to step to him, which I thought was very foolish, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, Van Dyke gave the, gave up the clean sheet. Van, Rabo got a yellow card, didn't get an assist. Mane didn't seem to be super involved, so that was, that was the game that really killed me. Um, and then I have a lot of players that I really kind of want to get rid of right now. I, I've been trying to get rid of Brooks. Um, I don't really want Rondon anymore. I think he is now off of his hot spell. Uh, I'll have to look at his like fixtures moving up. And then De La Faux is another player that, you know, he's playing at home against Arsenal, so he'll probably have at least six shots on goal. Um, so I may hold on to him, but I, overall, I need to do some, do some major changes to my team, I think.
0: Yeah, I do think that the landscape is shifting a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and it's going to be... Well, we'll see. You know, it's just going to be challenging without the wild card to uh, to keep up with those changes, whereas a lot of managers have held and now are going to be able to make mass team changes.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and the good news is I have some weeks to do it, right? Like I can make a transfer this week. I, I do have some pretty good fixtures. And then game week 35, I am going to probably free hit um, and then I'll be able to make another transfer going into game week 36 and then it's like well at least i only have a couple game weeks with my team hopefully things don't completely screw me over at the end of the year but we will see
0: what about you how'd Uh, your team do yeah i i did fine i mean you know i still have captain hazard uh to play i also have alonzo who i don't know if he's going to play or not i'm desperately hoping that he doesn't because i have westwood sitting on my bench with 13 points Mm. um that would be in a game week that's going to be low scoring so the average is 17 right now um not after this match that was just played so the average might go up to like 18 or something because there's not really uh, many many points at play there but um westwood 13 points would be gigantic for me like i would absolutely soar if uh if i got westwood in oh the dog is barking again oh my gosh <laughs> going to be good so gonna annoying be... yeah westwood oh, so annoying. I, I
1: didn't even realize that but the second highest point scorer this week it's pretty impressive
0: yeah it's uh yeah he, he really had a great great match and um i pulled him out in favor of a second bournemouth attacker <laughs> um which i'm kind of kicking myself for because i looked at bournemouth and i said like Bournemouth is a bad pick. You shouldn't pick Bournemouth. They have uh, eight matches in a row that they've not won a game. Now after the result against Burnley, it's nine. Uh, they have scored six goals in that time frame. It's it's a terrible pick. Why would you Why would you pick a, a Bournemouth attacker? And for some reason, I like allowed myself to think that it was a better idea than just keeping Westwood uh, in in the match. I wanted another player just to make sure that I had like bench coverage. Um, so anyways, I'm a little disappointed in that. So I got a nice two-pointer from Wilson and a two-pointer for, from King. But there is a chance that Alonso doesn't play. Uh, and, you know, he yeah, was nursing that hamstring injury. I would kind of guess that he does with the match being tomorrow. But I guess that's just just the way the game goes sometimes. So anyways, I'm on 31 points right now, which is is just fine. Uh, game week rank of just under a million. Um i'm on a red arrow at the moment uh, but hopefully with my captain to come i'll be okay oh i also have uh, flappy Hansky to play um so i'm hoping he has some save points and then hazard bangs a goal or two nice so, yeah. um
1: who have you brought in who i maybe recommended multiple times this year and who is currently your leading point getter um who you said that you hate for some reason i just i just want to double check you, Are you
0: talking about how you how you pushed me really hard to get Wilson in this week? Mm, no, nope, you...
1: nope, I wasn't talking about Wilson.
0: But you did, because you did. i oh. I like almost never ask you for advice on um, and I for some reason thought it's I, well, I can't figure it out. I'll ask Jake well, for advice. Well, this to week.
1: be fair, the other choices didn't do much better for you that you were offering. I mean, you, you offered Rondon versus Wilson, were your primary two, they both only got two points. So to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So to be fair you are an idiot.
1: Uh, uh, I was going to say uh Maddo, maybe, you know, doing really well, getting a lot of points for you. Of, I don't
0: remember. Like... I don't remember you saying that I should have him.
1: Oh, OK. Well, I did. But all right. Yeah, you didn't. I'm pretty sure I did. Nope. OK,
0: moving on. I will end this podcast right now. <laughs> you think I won't do it? I will hit the stop button, and people will get a 17 minute podcast, and and they will know it's your fault.
1: Okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't recommend uh, Madison to you. Yeah, yeah,
0: damn straight you didn't. Okay, yeah, Meadow had a good game, so that was nice. Um, all right, I guess that's that. Um, you know, in terms of, of leagues, there's just a lot that still need to be updated, so we're gonna just hold off on uh, on updating people on that. Check the league tables uh, after the game on Monday if you want to see kind of where people are at. There's a lot of hazard captainers, so there's going to be a lot of movement depending on how he performs hopefully well. Um, We got another idea for another Travis Shaw league uh, punishment for me versus Jake. Bobby Love wrote in, uh, Loser has to post a video dancing to the song My Humps by Black Eyed Peas.
1: That'd be, that's actually pretty good. That's probably a top three choice right now.
0: I think so, too. I, I think that Bobby Love is um, kind of like has some weird fetish things, though. He just wants to watch one of us dance.
1: Yeah, that's true. I didn't really think about it.
0: Yeah, I, my mind always goes there. That's where my mind is every time. Yeah, Bobby Love just wants that pic, that video for himself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of creepy. Um, yeah,
0: it is what it is. Um, okay, well, I think what we're going to do is take kind of an early break here in the second half of the pod. We've got a lot of questions about wild cards that are coming up, um, the double game week, you know, just kind of some more general questions for players looking long term here. Uh, and then we have some speed round questions cause we actually have that many questions this week. So, uh, stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. I think the dog is done barking at least for like a minute or two. I'm sure she'll be upset again soon. Can't wait. Uh, Second half of the pod here, we're going to discuss wild cards and double game weeks. Um, A lot of managers right now, Jake, are going to be dropping their wild card in game week 34. A lot of people have already hit the button, tried to catch some price rises. Uh, I did hit the button on mine, so I'm on my wild card right now. Um, I have tried to catch a couple little price rises. I, I'm just not that concerned. We talked about this on the last podcast. I'm, I'm not that concerned about uh, overall price and overall team value. Uh, I've done a couple like mock kind of drafts, like looking at what I might possibly do for teams. And I, in almost every case, have had ample amount of funds to pull it off, uh, or I've at least been able to, to slide another, let's say a, a mid or lower price mid to make it work. On my team. That said, uh, as I, I said a little earlier, I do think the landscape of teams is changing. Uh, the teams that have good fixtures uh, is changing, and so I think we should have some discussions about those things. Are you ready to get into it?
1: Yeah, let's get into it.
0: Okay, uh, we're going to let questions from folks, as usual, kind of drive this section, and and then maybe we can, if we need to, go on some tangents and, and talk about some other things we can as well. Um, Patty wrote in. Only chip I have left is the wild card. We haven't heard from Patty in a while, so that's good. Only chip I have left is the wild card. My team needs a shakeup. Is now the time to activate, or is there any value in waiting? Is now the time, Jake?
1: Now is the time.
0: <laughs> now is definitely the time. Um, I, I think that we, if you're, if you still have your wild card, I think it's you don't want to hold it any longer, right? I mean, there is a certain level of advantage to holding the wild card until the right moment. But if you hold too long, then there's not that much time to take advantage of the new team that you you put in place. And so I I do agree with Jake. I think now is the time to play it. 34. Uh you can keep an eye then on 35 where we have our our doubles coming up. And then you know it's just there's five game weeks left in the season. So it's really gonna go quickly here. Um, and so, drop that wild card. It's time. And Bobby Love says his wild card is active. Is there any formula you're eyeing up, or a combination of players and teams for the bench boost? So he must be maybe thinking about a bench boost either in 35 or in 36. Uh, Jake, have, do you have a, do you have your schedule up? Do you do you know which teams have doubles in 34 and 35?
1: uh my spreadsheets around here oh it's a little far away I think I could grab it but yeah go get that spreadsheet all right I'm gonna go get it you should probably Uh, answer this question anyway since you're the one wild carding to start yeah
0: that's true so um looking at 34 uh Brighton and Cardiff both have uh doubles and then in 35 uh Brighton Man City Spurs United Wolves Watford Southampton and Arsenal all have doubles uh, there's already been a lot of chat in the FPL community about how the 35 double gaming fixtures are definitely not as nice as the 32 fixtures. With 32, it was very clear, right? You want city players, um, maybe you want uh, United or Wolves players uh, to fill some of those gaps, Chelsea players. Um, but it's maybe not as crystal clear as it was in 32 Uh, What I would say to counter that is in 32 it felt like it was really clear and there were, again, only a couple players that really mattered that you had to have. And so keep that in mind when you're making your 35 selections. Um, One lesson I think that we learned in 32 is that it's very easy to get excited about certain players in 32 and they're not guaranteed to play both matches. And so I think in 35 I'm going to spend a little bit more time uh, selecting players that I know are going to play two matches in a row. Um, now, on that note, uh, type teams that I'm looking at. You know, Brighton have been really, really poor lately, but I am going to look at them because they have a really nice 34 a double. I might have maybe one attacker and maybe one defender, and then I would keep them for 35. Now, the downer is 35. They play Wolves and Spurs. But if I'm bench boosting in 35, I'm okay with a Brighton player or two being on my bench and getting that boost and just hoping for something decent to happen. Um, outside of that, in terms of other teams, I think, you know, and we'll talk about this because somebody has a question about it coming up, but I think Spurs have a really nice run in a fixtures. Um, although they're, you know, they're, they're 35, they do have to play city. So, you know, I don't necessarily know that they're the, the best pick specifically for the bench boost, but going into the end of the year, I think they're solid. Um, Who else am I looking at? Arsenal players, who I I actually have not had an Arsenal player on my team the entire year. Bench boost in 35 would be great with Crystal Palace and Wolves. Um, And then, you know, Wolves have two home matches against uh, Brighton and Arsenal uh, in 35. And I I think that those are good players to look at as well. Does that resonate with you, Jay? Yeah,
1: I really like Wolves. I think at least two Wolves players will be good for 35. Um, maybe even three, just because they're so good at home um, and the teams they're playing have, like you said, Brighton really struggle. And as we saw today, Arsenal can't do anything away from home. They they are basically like, uh, I don't know, a, a college team, maybe <laughs> if they play away from home. So
0: what about Watford? Watford has Huddersfield away and Southampton at home in 35.
1: I, I like Huddersfield. I definitely think that – or, excuse me, Watford. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say, I like Huddersfield. I do not the like worst Huddersfield. team in the history of the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they only got demoted about 17 weeks ago. Um, Yeah, yeah Watford I like. It's hard because I thought De La Faux would be a very good player to have, and then he barely played in that second game. I still thought you he'd... call him De La Foe. Why are you calling him De La Foe? All right, I'll call him Jerry D today. It's De La Feu. De La Feu. I I don't know, man. I I don't know. I'm sorry. Are you
0: confusing him with Defoe?
1: Yeah, I'm mixing <laughs> Defoe and De Foe. La... It's, it's a bad day. Uh, I'm just gonna stick with Jerry D. God so damn it. Jerry T. D... <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jerry D is um yeah. I don't think he's the player to have anymore. Uh, he definitely has created a lot for them, but he's kind of exceeded his ex-goals, so to me, maybe like a, oh god, I hate saying this, like a Troy Deeney? I don't know. I don't
0: know. No, the, why do you hate saying that? <laughs> I, I think Troy Deeney's an interesting shout. He's 5.9. Uh, he's been playing 90 most matches. I know against City, he only played 24. I'm not exactly sure what the deal. I don't know if that was around uh, FA Cup or what the deal was, but yeah, and he's been getting picking up goals here and there. I mean, he's a bricklayer, Jake. Yeah, Kay, he, picks up,
1: he picks up goals because the whole other Watford team does everything for him, and all he has to do is tap it in. It's so annoying. I, I feel like I could score when Troy Deeney scores goals. Oh, here we go. Here it's we like, go. What?
0: Jake going on the rants about how he could do what pro players can do. Yeah. Let me tell you, folks, we have heard this one a thousand times. Jake once in college went on a big long rant about how he could he thought he could average ten points a game in the NBA. It was
1: it was it, eight.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. I take everything back then. Uh you Jake, I would be surprised if you could get a shot off in the NBA. Okay? Let alone score eight points a game.
1: All right. I'm not gonna I'm With not gonna your- argue. I'm, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stop the pod. No, Jake,
0: here's the thing. You threatening to stop the pod doesn't mean shit, right? Like, you can stop the pod. I'll just keep going by myself, and people will still listen. It will be okay. Uh,
1: where's my coffee? Oh, my <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Let's keep it moving here. Um, Kenny McDowell, who apparently I called Kenny McDonald, and he thought that was funny last week. So I'm going to keep calling him Kenny McDonald. That's what you get. Uh, he says a suggestion. If you're wild carding in 34, you should be thinking about double game week 35 and the bench booster triple captain. You should try to have a full team, save a transfer to have two in 36. And uh, it's good, simple advice. Um, you know, that 34 wild card, y- you need to... The thing is, don't just focus on the blank game week in 35, but definitely keep your eye on it, especially if you're going to be comboing uh, with one of your other chips. Um and that's I want to talk about that then. Um well two parts there. First, and I also agree with him, save that transfer if you can in 35 so that when you go into 36 you have two. Um it's a really good rule of thumb when you play your wild card to uh, plan for yourself not to have to use the transfer the next game week and then have two going forward. Hypothetically, playing that wild card, you should be getting players that are all playing anyways. I know that things come up and you don't always, you know, hit the lottery on that, but that that that's what you should try to do. But one thing we haven't really talked about, Jake, um, most people are planning on a bench boost probably in 35, and I think that's what I'm leaning towards. But what about a triple captain in 35, another double game week? Are there, I mean, looking at like the, the fixtures, are there any triple captain candidates for you that would that would really stand out that a couple things they need to be able to do, right? Most likely they need to, to play both matches, that's really important, um, have half-decent fixtures, and have um, some level of form. Are there any players that stick out to you there?
1: Uh, it's going to be a little bit harder because of the fixtures. I I like Jimenez if he plays both games personally.
0: Ooh, a TCN. Himmy?
1: Yeah, but it's just not a player that you... I mean, you look at him and you're like, yeah, he's been really consistently good this year, but that's, that's a pretty bold triple captain, but... You know, I just don't like Man City players going against Spurs and Man United. I think that's a a much tougher pick. Uh, even Spurs players, it's tough because they're away at Man City. Then they they do have Brighton at home. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I don't think it's, it's going to be an easy triple captain. I would actually, if I had both trips, prefer to use the bench boost.
0: Yeah, I think that's what I'm leaning to as well. I... I don't know exactly when my triple captain is going to come, and we've talked about that a little bit. But um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that in 37 or 38, there's a candidate. I might even take a hit, you know, to get that player in. And like I said, my criteria are kind of like somebody that's uh, maybe chasing the golden boot or a team that desperately needs points. How much Coke did you do today, Jake? A lot Don't of lie. Coke. A lot of Coke. Yeah. Okay. Sir sniffles a lot over there. Uh, so, so Raj wrote in and he said, if you had to choose one of Robertson or TAA uh, and Laka or Abba for the wild card, uh, who would be the sensible options? Uh, I'll start and then you tell me if you agree. Uh, Robertson or TAA, I would go Rabbo. Laka or Abba, I would go Laka. What are your thoughts?
1: uh that's i agree with Alaka. i do like taa more just due to his price but it really makes me nervous that he came off in the 59th minute that that All concerns right. me a lot so i guess to be safe i'd probably say rabo but if you're willing to take a risk and you have four other good defenders maybe maybe play trent
0: yeah uh yo pierre asks uh i'm thinking loris erickson kane a spurs triple up um, is that worth it? Uh, and and what do you think, or who do you think are the must-haves for the wild card? So he's looking at this Spurs triple up for his wild card. Uh, Spurs triple up, Jake. I mean, they they do have a really really nice run of fixtures going forward here. We already talked about their double game week. Um, in 34, I believe they play. Yeah, they play Huddersfield, so that could be a thrashing. Huddersfield at home. Uh, 35, they have City away, Brighton home, and then 36, they have West Ham home. 37, Bournemouth away, and 38, Everton at home. So one, two, three, four of their last uh, six game weeks, or six games are at home. Uh, One really tough fixture with City. Um, I mean, what do you think? Is, Is a Spurs, I haven't had Spurs players in my team like the whole season.
1: Yeah, I know. That's kind of where I've been, too. I had Sun for a little bit, and he was good, Then he disappointed me a lot. I I like the Shout, and I like two of these three players. I do like Kane and Erickson. Obviously, you you pay a lot for Kane, and you're going to be putting the armband on him if you're paying that much for him. He's been doing... You know, eye test-wise, I guess, I feel like he's been doing okay. I, I would have to look more at his underlying statistics just because he's not someone that I've been trying to get into my team. I have looked a little bit more at Erickson, and I think he's 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 back in form. Um, he's a player that I do think is worth it as a differential moving forward. I don't know his ownership. I guess I could look it up right now. Um, I, I don't know about the Hugo shout. Sure, it's probably good to have one spurs defender. I would lean trippier if you could afford it because uh, there's not really much of a price difference there.
0: What's the situation I'm looking like on premier injuries right now on uh Arie, um the other right back uh, there. that's a good question so I guess that's to me that's the concern is like what is his status? It says he has a thigh he' has a h thigh injury hamstring strain with no return date currently being assessed i don't i mean i don't really know where he's at if he was for sure out i would say trips is like definitely the way to go because there's just nobody else really to play the spot yeah uh if it looks like and i'll have to do some research on that because he's a player that's on my potential wildcard team if it looks like he's going to be um you know recovering at some point then i'm probably looking i would consider hugo i hate hugo loris as a goalkeeper uh but i think as like a, a fantasy option i would consider him just because of the nice fixtures yeah. um you had mentioned Kane, right, and underlying stats. I mean, you know, I think he's got, let's see, over the last, so he, he returned from injury. Uh, he's been back for six game weeks. Uh, in that time, he's he's shot the ball 25 times, uh, and he has um seven, eight, excuse me, attempted assists in that time frame. So, you know, he the thing about Kane, he, he's frustrating because he's not been great this year, but the thing about Kane is he shooter's got to shoot. He's going to shoot his shot. You know what I mean? Like he's always going to, to be kind of selfish, that striker mentality. And that's the one nice thing about him. I, I do see if they have some nice fixtures that he could be an interesting captain option going forward. You know, we've advocated against the premium striker for most of the season. Uh, and the reason for that is due to value. You want to make sure that you have uh, your funds distributed well throughout your team. Now, going into the end of the year, it does, I think, change just a little bit. We want players that we know are going to rack up points in this very short period of time because then the season's over and our team value, or excuse me, the, the distribution of funds doesn't matter anymore. So he's somebody I'm thinking about. I was hoping maybe I could get away with Sun a little bit cheaper. Um but I just don't know. I'm not sure yet.
1: Yeah, I, the one thing, though, that I will say about Kane is, like, even though he does shoot a lot, he has some good fixtures. It's still concerning because you look at his game weeks back, and it's not like he's been blowing opponents away. He has three goals. And granted, there's a Liverpool game in there, an away match to Chelsea. But, I mean, if you look at a player like, you know, Bobby Bobby Firmino, who is 3 million less owned by the same amount of people granted he takes up a liverpool spot for you but he over the last four game weeks has had 13 5 8 and 7 so he's outscored kane uh, hmm. so again it's a it's a risk it, it's we should at least clarify that if you're going to go with kane you know you're taking a risk he's a little bit of a differential right now i don't know how much that's going to change with with all the people wild carding um, But out of those top, you know, five forwards, all kind of in that scoring category of 160 points or more, you know, he he costs the most. Um, You're going to have to put your triple captain band on him and you're going to have to just kind of hope he he gets a couple like uh, braces or you know, a hat trick to, 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 make up for it is what I'm saying. That's what
0: you're playing for. Yeah. You're playing for him in the last six uh, weeks of the last six matches of the year. You're playing for him to get like seven goals or eight, you know, or eight goals in that time period. That's the risk that you're taking. And the thing that's challenging about Kane is like, you, he can totally do it. And if you don't have him on your team, you're going to be screwed. Um, but he's so expensive. So it's definitely, it's a coin flip, right? Like it's a, it's a big risk, but now it's kind of like the time in the year, right? Like if you're going to take some risk with five game weeks to go, this is the time to do it because if it blows up in your face and you don't get it right, I'm not saying Kane, I'm not saying right now, I'm not saying go get Kane on your team. I'm just saying like in terms of general strategy, if you, if you pick a player and it doesn't work out and you're just getting you're hemorrhaging points, it's only going to be for five game weeks. Um, and so I think that that's something to keep in mind as well.
1: Agreed. If you're going to go for it, go for it. Shooters got to shoot.
0: Got to shoot your shot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's get into some Double Game Week questions then. We just have a few. Um, and the first two are both about uh, Brighton. And so 2.0 uh, said, how many Brighton players do we want for 34. Sean number one, not number two, but number one says, I know they have a good double in 34, but is it ludicrous to consider any Brighton players because of their bad double in 35? If we are picking for 34, who do we go for? Murray is the obvious pick in my opinion, but he likely won't play both due to being an old man, right? Um, good questions. And we kind of hit on them briefly already, but you know, I, I would not say go crazy and get like a ton of of brighton players in some interesting brighton picks though for this first little double in 34 i think i think ryan is an interesting pick for a Mm -hmm. goalkeeper option you know that bournemouth at home cardiff at home i know that those are two tough fixtures and bournemouth have been anemic but uh, bournemouth have been anemic offensively and so have cardiff and you know if he picks up one clean sheet in that time or even just save points like he'll probably be a great pick for the 34 game week and he's priced at 4.4 so you know, it's not like you're putting a lot of money into it. I could see people arguing for, for Duffy or Dunk uh, as well. You know, Duffy has had a very good year with five goals and two assists, uh, whereas Dunk hasn't necessarily had that production. I mean, he has two goals and one assist, but they're both uh, threats, offset pieces, um, and priced at 4.7 and 4.4. 4. You know, not super risky, again, players to go with. Yeah, the, the interesting thing is definitely on the attacking side of the ball, Jake, and you know I don't know i I kind of agree with sean number one when we look at i mean when we look at Murray's minutes uh you know it's i don't know I don't know if he's gonna play both that if he if he was going to play both, I would actually for sure almost bring him into my team price at six point three mm-hmm. and maybe even like throw a captain ban on him this week, but I don't really know that he will,
1: yeah, it's really hard, I think to be safe here. I, I wouldn't take a huge risk on Brighton and I agree. I think Ryan would be my f- one or two pick and then Duffy. those are the two. Uh, Duffy just has a little bit more goal potential than Doug. so I, I think two Brighton players would be plenty and you're just hoping for one one of the two clean sheets and you might get both. You maybe will because they're fighting uh, in you know to avoid relegation but I, I am staying away from forwards. There's just so many better options this week. Um, I mean, if you can get Vardy in against Newcastle at home, um, Manchester United go against West Ham. We'll see if West Ham are still in disarray this week, you know, so like maybe a Lukaku. I, I, I don't want anything to do with Brighton offense because they've just been so poor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's part of the problem, right? Like, I do think that, you know, there's some potential there. And and the thing is, they're not super high-risk players, right? Because there's not a ton of money into them. Mm -hmm. The issue is they could also be trap players, right? Like, they haven't been very good offensively. Um, You know, the team, just in general, is not very good. There's been quite a bit of of rotation on the offensive side of the ball. Um, So it definitely could be a trap. Like, you feel like you're getting, oh, I'm getting two double game week, you know, double game week 34, double game week 35, Mm -hmm. more players... More points, but I don't know that that's going to be necessarily a direct correlation with this team.
1: Yeah, I agree. And then you have to remember the Game Week 35, they're both away against good teams. So, I, I don't know. I think, like, one defender would be plenty, and I think two is pushing it already.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, FPL psychologist says, uh, how do we curb the rotation uh, in Double Game Week, making our players look like single Game Week players? Should I invest in City defense or invest in smaller team assets. So we talked a little bit about already kind of, you know, wild carding, double game week, you know, how do we, how do we avoid all of that rotation? And, you know, I think that for me, I'm, I'm going to be spending a little bit more time looking specifically at um, playtime, you know, just players that I know are going to be locked in for both matches. Um, whereas I maybe didn't spend as much time focusing on that in this last double game week. So going forward, I definitely will be um, but I think this gives us a moment to talk a little bit about City um, you know City don't necessarily have like a great run in of fixtures so let me just pull City up and, and we can kind of look at them um, so City have coming up here in in 34 they have Crystal Palace away and then 35 they play a double um, Spurs home United away um, 36 they play away to Burnley and then 37 Leicester at home and, and Brighton away in 38 so a lot of people are looking at that thirty-five Spurs United. Um, they play four days apart, so it's the twentieth and then the twenty-fourth um, for the double. Do you think, Jake, that we need to um, to ditch City players, or I don't know, are, are are they actually players that that we have to have in our team just because of the sheer number of points, FPL points that they produce?
1: No, I don't think that they're must-haves right now, um, especially for the double. I, I. And again, like you, you played it well for the last double because they went Fulham-Cardiff. I was actually thinking of taking a hit to bring Laporte in, and it would have been very worth it. And I, I still regret not doing so. Um, but this time around, I don't think defense is the way to go with them because I think they're going to have a hard time keeping a clean sheet against Spurs. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think they're going to have a hard time keeping a clean sheet against Man United. So I think you have to be very careful with who you're selecting. Yes, they're fighting for Premier League uh, the, the, to win the title, I, I, but I don't. I don't think three Man City players is the way to go either. I think you're going to have to be very, very balanced. You don't want to go too heavily invested in one team. Um, definitely pick, pick players who, you know. Have been doing well consistently. Who you know fit your system, keep it balanced. You probably want 15 guys. I you know if you have your bench boost left, so that you can use that. But to me, yeah, I I don't think it's all Man City finishing out this year.
0: Yeah, Adam Adam Hopcroft. I'm just stealing one of his tweets, but he just said, "I'm considering avoiding City completely on the wild card. Four out of their final six matches are away." And they have 11 matches in 37 days, um, assuming that they continue to advance in these tournaments. But, it's yeah, there's a lot going on. And they just, yeah, they won their FA Cup match yesterday. So, um, it's just a lot of matches in such a short period of time. So, you know, that said, the players I would be looking at are the guys that have been playing consistent minutes, every, you know, the entire season. Mm-hmm. And those players would be uh, Sterling, um, maybe Laporte. um and there, there's been some people that have been suggesting KDB uh, just because he's like Pep's favorite player, it seems like. But there's just so many options now in that midfield, right? With David Silva, Bernardo Silva, KDB, Fernandinho, Gunduan, You know, so many different guys that can play there. I feel like that I want to stay away from. So,
1: Yeah, I, I agree.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, we got a couple more questions. Uh, and one of them was something that you actually... We're talking about at the top of the pod, and it's from our boy 2.6 sounds. Is a Lester triple attack now essential? Uh he does that just to piss me off, doesn't he? Yeah. As they seem the only team left with nothing to play for, uh, who are still trying. Or are we reading too much into what was a predictable victory over easily the worst team in the league? Lester, Jake, uh I, I don't know. I mean, you you know you hit on it, right? Like Vardy, Tilemens, Mato. Uh, all playing very very well. Um, you know, do you feel like you have to have Leicester players in your squad?
1: Uh, I would say I'm kind of sad that I didn't have any this week, but I do agree. I think part of it's they played Huddersfield, definitely. Right. Um, but the other thing to consider, and just looking at their their team, um, they have three good fixtures. I would say with Newcastle, West Ham, and then Arsenal at home. So that's that's a good fixture. Uh, a way I would disagree But then but then they finish up um, A little bit more challenging With Arsenal, or excuse me, Man City and Chelsea So, so like For the next three game weeks Yeah, I, I would want one or two of those players But then you're going to have to get rid of them So for me It's going to be hard to get one of those players in Because then I'm going to have to waste another transfer To dump them for the last two game weeks So I think it's kind of like you've missed the boat If you didn't have them if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: yeah. Totally missed the boat. Missed there the was boat. a boat. There was a boat. You were trying to get to it, mm-hmm. but then the boat, it was pulling away as you're running down the pier.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I don't know like how, how to make these phrases uh, for, you know, British people or overseas people. I don't know what they say. Like they talk about like eating chip sandwiches and things. It's hard to connect sometimes. So I just try to do my best. Uh, mm-hmm. I figured they've like heard of the Titanic and things like that.
0: What's the Titanic?
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. Like we don't know because we're dumb Americans, but I figured they would know.
0: <laughs> right, you're sprinting. You miss the boat. You're sprinting down the pier. You jump into the water <laughs> to try to okay, land to, on the you, boat. Right. You jump in the water. You're swimming as fast as you can. Sharks see you. Okay, mm-hmm. and they just begin to they begin to slowly bite at your body, and now you're screaming for help. People are on the sideline watching. That's where the they're laughing, mm-hmm. recording it with their iPhones. That's that's where the saying comes from, right?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, you missed the boat. Got eaten by sharks. Classic. Um, all right, Frank, FPL Dummy, and Marvin the Gooner all had questions about like Spurs and Kane, and we kind of hit on those. Um, so sorry, gentlemen, I didn't mean to cut you out. Um, I, I didn't organize this well. Um, Emma asked uh, uh, some questions about that as well. Uh, but then she had some other questions. Uh, any players in single game week, uh, so they don't have a double in 35, um, that you would want in that 34 wild card. And I think that's an interesting question. Um, you know, for somebody like me, who's wildcarding right now, and I could go straight up, like full squad, double game week players. The issue with that then is I'm going to be left out of a lot of players. So for example... I don't know i'd be missing out on liverpool players now liverpool don't have a great match in 34 with chelsea but then in 35 they play cardiff and i think it would be silly to try to go to the end of the year without any liverpool players um i'm not exactly sure how i'm going to manage that um, my initial thought was you know maybe i have like i don't maybe have liverpool players on my uh 34 wild card uh and then i maybe bring them in in 36 um, with my two transfers that I've saved, or maybe I just have one. You know, I'm not exactly sure how to do it, Jake. Do you have any uh, thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, my thought is I actually regret bringing in Mane. I think Firmino would be an interesting way to to cover Liverpool's attack. He's been doing well for them recently. um He seems like like he's creating a lot of chances. He always has a potential to get not only goals but assists. Um, and you're not paying as much for him uh, as you are for Mane and Salah. And then I would say maybe one defender where like you do you take the risk of going Rabo or excuse me, the risk of going TAA or do you, do you play it safe and take like a Rabo or a Van Dyke? That's, that's my take on it. I would have two still cause they're, they're definitely overall. I mean with their defense, the, they're the best defense in the premier league and with their offense, they're, They're just second to Man City, who, with the fact that Man City rotates so much, they're almost just as good.
0: Now, what about the other team that has a single that's kind of one of the big point-getting teams is Chelsea? Uh, And they play uh, Liverpool in 34, and they'll play Burnley in 35 at home. Uh, Are there any Chelsea players that, like, if you are on your wild card, that you feel like you have to have uh, going into the end of the season?
1: No, I don't. Personally, I'm actually thinking of getting rid of Hazard, um, after this game week. Because away against Liverpool is just a terrible fixture. And then Burnley, yeah, it's at home. They'll probably, they'll probably score. Maybe even Hazard will score. But Burnley have been pretty good of late. Um, and Chelsea just, they haven't been very good. And then they go away to Man United. Home Watford, again, kind of a little bit better, and then away Lester. So so to me, I might take a risk and try going without Hazard the rest of the way and seeing if that pays off. And and again, the problem, though, is, is who do you go to in that price range for midfielders? We talked about Mane. It's not like his underlying stats are great. Sal has been disappointing. Erickson... He's not going to blow you away, right? Like he he might get a goal, maybe a goal and an assist in a game, maybe two assists, but he's not going to be like someone you're putting the armband on, but could he be more consistent than Hazard? Yes, so that's like someone that I'm considering for Spurs. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I so I'm with you. Yeah, I, I don't know that I'm going to have Chelsea players. I'm I was trying to think if there was anyone. I mean Hazard's like the only player that I guess I would even consider, so mm-hmm. That's it. It
1: would be interesting, I, and I don't know if there's any stats on this, but it would be very interesting to look up if you go forward heavy at the end of the year, how much it rewards you. Like, you know, like, would it be best to try to go with like two heavy hitting forwards now? I mean, it hasn't worked out the whole season, um, but like, what if you could afford like a Kane Firmino and then like maybe like a Jimenez or a Kane Vardy Jimenez? I, I don't know. It would be interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I uh, so that's what I'm gonna have to make the decision on is like where are my premiums, mm-hmm. you know? What are my premiums gonna be? And and um, that's when I say the landscape is kind of changing. I I do feel like going into the end of the year that I may have a premium striker for the first time um, since having Kuhn, um in game week up till game week eight or nine when I had him. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Uh, okay, so we got to do a speed round here. We've got um, a handful more questions, and you know, let's just say roughly 30 seconds to answer them, okay? Okay. Let's um I will uh let's see. I let's do it back and forth. So I I'll, I'll ask you and then you ask me. I think we have like seven or eight, okay?
1: Okay. Wait, what about what about double questions for from one person? How are you going to do that? Uh,
0: like this first one, yeah. I will read the first one to you and then you read the second one back to.
1: Okay. Me.
0: Okay. Uh Give it to us straight, guys. Who are the best two goalkeepers, the best five defenders, and midfielders, and the best three forwards for those of us wild carding now? Jake. Oh man, uh, I, I feel like... it's got speed. It's speed round, so if you get it wrong, it's okay. Just like bam, uh, bam, 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 bam. You, bam, you know, just what? let's go. Oh my god! All right, give me two goalkeepers. Two goalkeepers that you think. Just go.
1: Uh, uh <laughs> oh, god, this is not a speed round question um i guess shit oh my
0: god okay ryan and Lori's. i would say all right five defenders what (laughs) what five defenders give me a defender go okay defender
1: i'll go with rabo and then i I still think having like one basaka helps facilitate things uh you want to take the other ones
0: uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, I'm probably going to have Laporte. I, I don't know that they have great fixtures, but I want like a Man City presence probably. And then assuming Arier's out, uh, Trippier uh, would be a player that I bring in. And then Doherty would be another player that I would consider as well mm-hmm. from Wolves. Yeah, and Din- uh,
1: Dinier maybe as well with Everton keeping some clean sheets in a row and he has some attacking potential.
0: Okay, good job. All right, um, midfielders. Let's hit like uh, Let's try to hit five midfielders
1: okay uh, I like Erickson you do one I like Erickson alright
0: Erickson okay I'm gonna say ooh I'm gonna go with uh, uh, that's a hard one I'm gonna go with Sun I think is an interesting interesting pick going forward I don't know that double he's sp- necessary Spurs, but he's there. a good, well I'm just It's we're going back and forth alright you got one now go okay
1: ahead. Um, I think Sterling is still a, a good player yeah. to consider
0: what about Jota from Wolves? Oh, I like Could that. Could be an interesting I like pick. that shout.
1: I like him. Okay. And then the other guy who we, we touched on, this is kind of a risk because of how bad they've been, but Frazier in that, I mean, they do have better fixtures. I don't know if they can turn it around, and I, I definitely don't think it's wrong to go with like a Tielemans first and then maybe switch back over to Fraser at the end. I don't know.
0: Okay, forwards. Um, let's look at those. Do you have one that you really think is necessary going into the end of the year?
1: Uh, I would Jimenez. I, yeah. I want Jimenez I on my team.
0: I don't think many forwards are necessary. Um, I think that you know you just you pick pick the one that you think is going to score. I think an interesting pick is Lacazette going forward. He's been pretty good lately.
1: Yeah, I just hate that they play so many games away from home because they're so terrible. Um, there, we, there it is. Yeah. I mean, they are. It's it's actually like absurd how bad they are away from home. Um I, I like I do like Firmino. I think Firmino is a good okay. shout. Alright.
0: There you go, Mark. That was us trying to do a speed round question that took three minutes. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay.
1: okay. Okay. Uh I'll read the next one to you. Is it okay to go Liverpool less or Vardyless on the wild card?
0: Uh yes to Vardy less, even though he's been very good. You can't you can probably get away with it if you have maybe you have another uh Leicester midfielder and To go Liverpoolist, I think, is probably silly. I think that I will have um, at least a defender. I don't know what the attacker situation is going to be like as of now. Uh, Okay, Mark has a couple more. As we are uh, all having fun tinkering with our wild cards, will Jake now go on public record and admit that he was a gimp to spunk his second wild card so early, or will the comfort blanket of his beautiful mind spreadsheet navigate him safely through the next few game weeks?
1: I will say the beautiful mind spreadsheet will navigate me safely through the next few game weeks.
0: Yeah. All right. Ask me the next one, even though it's about you
1: to get into the FPL university in Norway. They take an average overall rank from your entire season history. If Jake fails to make the grade, would he attempt to use his profile as an FPL pundit to get a special scholarship? (laughs) Uh, But I make a podcast. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's what Jake would say. Okay, uh, Stephen wrote in: KDB, can he avoid the pep rotation for our FPL team? No. Good answer.
1: Thomas, who ooh, have we heard from Thomas in a while?
0: Okay. Uh, not for some time. No, not for good. some time. I don't think.
1: Uh, who is the best option from Watford for the run in? Good question.
0: I think Deeney. Uh, yeah, I, I really do. I don't know. I, I don't know who else I would pick. I mean, I love Jerry D um he would be my next best option so
1: yeah that's a that's a difficult difficult one i'm gonna have to think about it um okay so next one or no wait you got the next one it's my turn jake yeah, yeah, it's my turn
0: sorry. uh oh another kdb question from mario uh, is he the question or the answer <laughs> also i'm considering mickey in my wild card just please send help
1: <laughs> uh, uh, oh man mickey he had a chance... No, KDB, Jake. KDB. Well, we've answered that. He, He's the question. He's not the answer. <laughs> um, do you want to take the Mickey one, or should I take it? Maybe you should. Uh,
0: I wouldn't put him in my wildcard team, if that's what you're asking.
1: Yeah. He's a differential, but I think there's better choices.
0: Yeah, and there's rotation. Yeah, so that's just the, that's that that the big thing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, you ask me the last one.
1: Okay. Uh, Amudata, uh how many City players are ideal? I'm thinking just Laporte. What are your thoughts on the wild card on City players? And is it time to get Kane in with their fixtures at home?
0: I think we I think we answered most of it. Um, but uh, Laporte would be, I think that'd be reasonable if you just went with one player that you know is going to play almost every single game week. Um, I would like to have an attacker. It just depends on, on uh, team structure, but I'm looking at maybe Sterling. Um and then in terms of Kane, yeah, I think it's fine. If you want to get him in if if he's going to be your premium, I think he's a fine pick at this point in the year. Uh they've got great fixtures and he's going to want to bang goals cuz he's way under his his normal goal tally. So. Mm-hmm. Uh all right. So, going into the next game week, Jake, the deadline is on Friday again. So we have another Friday deadline. Um so just keep that in mind, right? Mm-hmm. So so who are your players then? Who are your captain players? I mean, I think we just talked about him. I think the, probably the, the biggest captain player could just be Kane Spurs uh, at home against Huddersfield. Uh, that's, that's pretty juicy. That's about as good as it gets.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of the more reasons I'm looking to actually get him in. Um, I mean, I like Aguero oh, personally, but he's dealing with an injury. They're playing away at, as opposed to home, and Crystal Palace are... You know, miles ahead of Huddersfield. So, to me, I'm actually considering bringing in Kane as my transfer and putting the captain armband on him.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's like a lot of other a lot of other great picks for the week, are there?
1: I mean, no. If you're afraid of Liverpool Chelsea playing a low scoring game, which I think is definitely possible, yeah, you could keep riding the Vardy train uh, against Newcastle. It's not unreasonable, yeah. but again, Newcastle defensively are a little bit, you know, they're they're not as bad as you'd think. I guess is what I always say about them.
0: They're likely to throw a bunker in yeah. away from home too, right?
1: Yeah. Other players that we, ha- I mean, it's interesting, and you talked about this because you have Westwood on your team, but Burnley have a been a lot better, and they play at home against Cardiff. Um, it wouldn't be mm-hmm. like unreasonable to consider like a Barnes or maybe like Chris. Chris Wood, I I would have to compare the two.
0: So. Yeah, Barnes has been was all about it this game week. He uh, has an own goal, my yeah. second own goal in 2 weeks. Uh he scores a goal mm-hmm. and he picks up a nice yellow card. It's just good. It's like a 3 point performance. Yeah, or he just is good.
1: doing everything that he can for that team. But he is I mean, he- What do you What do you want to say? He plays like a pit bull, or like his motor just doesn't stop, and he gets himself. You mean
0: to say he's he's psycho? Is that what you meant to say? (laughs) Yeah, he is. I mean, he's definitely
1: in. What was our What was it? Our Our Penitentiary Eleven. He would definitely be my captain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I thought it was Deanie that was the most like jail worthy but it's probably Barnes. yeah Barnes
1: and dini <laughs> would be my top two for sure they would be starting every week for me in that team
0: great striker combo too the two of those mm-hmm. guys can you yeah. see that in real life too that'd yeah. be great you know. i would be very uh, yeah scary. i think i agree with you i mean i think that you know you could go with kind of an offshoot captain there but i'm probably gonna look at maybe a spurs option or maybe i end up with a spurs midfielder like a son or, er- or erickson or alley or something i don't know So um, in terms of plans, like going forward, uh, you know, I've got wildcard planning to do and full disclosure, I've been uh, gone for the weekend once again. So uh, I'll be home tonight and then I'll be sitting down and kind of starting on that. And and I'll probably get my wildcard team in the next day or two, like next day, maybe even tonight, like sorted. And then I probably won't touch it again until um, like Wednesday. I'll take a day or two away from it and like not even read any information or anything. I'll just wait until then
1: yeah definitely gonna have to look into the cane price rise because I'm sure every single English person that plays this game is going to bring him in soon
0: yeah I may just bring him in early like just to have him mm-hmm. you know and then he's sitting there and then if I want him I can keep him and if I don't want him well, I'll drop him so yeah um, okay so uh, f- uh follow us on uh, follow us on Twitter, instagram online at divefpl.com. Uh, on facebook and you can download our podcast anywhere where we have podcasts we appreciate if if people subscribe um and follow us on those um outlets uh 2.0 said are you going to be doing an art of the uh is it nandrolone is that yeah the nandrolone isn't that is that a steroid i think it is well i mean it sounds like a
1: steroid with the way it ends yeah
0: uh, yeah. Art of the and pod to cover cycling when the season stops this summer. Yeah. I think, I think that's a, I think it's like an anabolic. Mm-hmm. Um, I know those things because I'm a cyclist yeah, and cyclist. Cause you dope. Yeah. Right. We dope. Yeah. I did a nice long, I did like a 90 mile ride. yesterday. we didn't quite do a century, but it was fun. It was a good time. I, I do a lot of cycling when the weather's decent here. Yeah. Wait, um,
1: that should be the next question. Someone should write in, would you prefer to dope or would you prefer to take steroids?
0: What do you mean? It's that it is doping, dude.
1: Isn't doping like increasing your uh, hematocrit though?
0: Oh my god, Jake! What is, doping is just—it's taking drugs to increase performance.
1: Okay, what about like taking steroids versus increasing your uh, your red blood cell level?
0: You're talking about like specifically blood doping, yeah? Or like taking blood EP, doping. EPO, EPO, taking yeah. EPO. Which one
1: would you yeah. prefer to do? That should be the next question.
0: I, t- I yeah, blood doping is where it's at, man. Okay, okay. Uh. It's, it's great yeah steroids are a little bit riskier
1: a lot more injuries makes your yeah i mean
0: blood know. blood yeah you increase that hematocrit high enough high enough blood red blood cell count your heart just explodes yeah it's yeah. a big deal you blood, know? Blood <laughs> <saber>. <laughs> bam my heart's gone not a big deal <laughs> uh, okay what a great way to end the podcast all right let's uh let's probably shut it down you got to go to work anyway so uh, let's get out of here i don't
1: want to go No, <laughs>
0: All right, I'm Marco.
1: And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive.